0: They talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness, they talking all of they talking all of they talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness, talking all, talkin all of this madness, they Hello everybody, and welcome back to the Matt Madness Wrestling Podcast. We have for you this week a special preview show of a new show called Shoot the Half. Be featuring myself, Ron Pashery, columnist for TJR Wrestling.net. Good friend Joe Lafferty. Hello, hello. And Paul Carboni. Yep. Before we get started, I just want to not to uh, belabor this at all, but I want to give a quick shout to the Paul Carboni Ultimate Warrior Tribute Show, The Love Fest. The Love Fest. Very interesting show, very unique show, an ode to the warrior and that's what wrestling is all about that's what being a wrestling fan is all about if you have not seen it yet you can find it on YouTube you can find it on Podbean, on iTunes, on Stitcher it is Matt Madness unsanctioned episode 9 with Paul Carboni, I believe I put it with Paul Carboni and the Ultimate Warrior Yes. It's I believe how I worded it it's clickbait, <laughs> <Yeah>. it's clickbait.
1: <laughs> it is. people are like, why did he do a podcast? <laughs> <already been>
0: dead. <laughs> so if you haven't seen it or heard it yet do yourself a favor it will be the best hour you spend all week um, before we get into any actual re- meet, you know, meat and bones wrestling Conor McGregor I know two people at this, at this table are fans of Conor McGregor There's one person at this table that I'm not really sure what he feels about Conor McGregor So I will go to you Paul first Thoughts on Conor McGregor
1: You know what I actually don't have an opinion on him um, I did like him I guess The whole comment that he said about pro wrestlers and I know it was gimmicked. I needed to <laughs> get a rise, but um, I don't know. It, it's really, di- I was just disrespectful. And they took it to heart. Like they were upset about that. Um, e- e- let me tell you this: I, m- my little pro wrestling, and I'm doing the air quotes career. It lasted all like 18 months. <laughs> I, 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 years later, I still have a crick in my neck, and, and my back still hurts. It is so difficult. So when people talk about how it's fake and all that stuff. It's whatever. Sure, it is. It's predetermined. But I just, I just think it was awfully disrespectful. I know why he did it. Um, you know, I, I know what he's doing. You can see right through him. But he's so transparent. Um, you know, UFC has their hands full with him. I mean, he can hold whatever he wants over there. You're shaking your head at me. <laughs> he's not going to be at WrestleMania.
2: Conor McGregor's going to be at WrestleMania. No, he's not. He is the greatest combat sport athlete since Mike Tyson. He's must-see TV. He destroyed Eddie Alvarez. He fell literally every time he got touched. In two rounds. He destroyed him. The late money was leaking in on Eddie. And I thought it was a bigger version of Chad Mendez. But it wasn't. <laughs> Connor destroyed him. Roman Reigns had the best comment about being as big as my leg. <laughs> I, I think he said something like that. He did. But Ron, I love Conor. His next fight, I can't root and or bet against him. Not that I did put any money right. on it. He's got to be the favorite for every fight from now on. Until you have a reason for him not to be the favorite. It was so fun. It was a great performance. And everything he said he was gonna do, he did it. Yeah. Which is
1: remarkable and he does do that. Remarkable.
0: So Paul, one of one of the things you said about him, and this is why I wanted you to to talk about it tonight, was you said I don't remember the exact words, but like you don't like the the cockiness without substance or something like that.
1: As, as, as loud and verbose and as punitive as I am uh-huh. <laughs> I actually believe in a tremendous amount of humility Right. Okay? You know, I never hit a home run in my life mm-hmm. played baseball through college the reason I never hit a home run in my life was because I never took two hands off the bat. I could never get full extension. The reason I never took two hands off the bat was because my father said, you're not doing that one-handed swing like <laughs> 10 Cricky. You're going to put two hands in the back, you're going you're gonna to play fundamental ball. I blame my father for never hitting a home run. Okay. I also could never hit low and away for the same reason. <laughs> I
0: never wagged my bat. I never, you know. Um, so you're like a Chase Utley type. I, I <laughs> I, I don't like. Kid, kids you know. would come to watch you, and your their dads would say, "This is how you play baseball, like I was just power. very... I just believe in
1: your actions on the field. And again, we're talking when we talk sports entertainment and UFC and the fight game. It's, it is a different, pardon the pun, ball game. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to say, you know what I liked, Ron. This is what I liked. <laughs> I used to like. When Taz would get introduced, he'd walk <laughs> to the ring, and he would stand there with his arms crossed, his legs spread. There was no hands over the head. There was nothing. He would eyeball his opponent until the bell rang. If I was a UFC fighter, that's what I would do. <laughs> I would just walk to the ring with awesome theme music, maybe a towel over my head. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't jump around and prance and get loose. I would just stand there because all that other stuff is ministration that is not necessary.
0: So you're saying if you're intimidating... Be intimidating by being, yeah, being intimidating. Don't Dude, be intimidating by. We had a pepper holiday at school, a big football <clears>
1: team <throat> was doing their deal, and they're hooting and hollering and yucking it up. And maybe it's why I don't like football. Because <laughs> you have to put yourself in this stupid zone. They're doing it for the entire student body watch. Yeah. It's an act. Right. What are you doing behind closed doors? Anyway, I don't know. I just think, how awesome would it be you're laughing at me
0: again? <laughs> if
1: Conor McGregor just didn't say anything, just went out and just like whooped ass without
0: talking about it, and just did it that way.
2: So He walks quietly to the ring.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm glad you put it that way, though, because if he did do that, he'd probably be, record-wise, the same as what he is, but he might not be... He he wouldn't be a two-division champion. No. He's a two-division champion because he talks and because he gets eyeballs on him and he raises eyebrows. But, Ron,
1: everybody thinks they have to be a heel. I'm going to give you two words. George St. Pierre.
0: Right. Now, George St. Pierre was at his time I used to call him the Michael Jordan of MMA yes there was nobody else like him
1: and he's a total um, baby
0: face in is. the world of UFC but it's hard to be a baby face in that sport he comes back and wants to fight in Canada they're going to break records And for Con- you're right but for Conor it's natural and here- here's why I do like Conor because as much as he talks the way he talks he puts people down like his you know I did a lot of talking backstage I'm going to take this time to apologize to absolutely yeah, nobody that was good that was awesome but, so what I, is, yeah. but what I love about him is there is a lot of depth to him. He's a guy who, he says, this isn't talent. I'm not in here because of talent. I'm in here because I'm obsessed, and I work harder than anybody. Like, I know I can do this. I put my best foot forward every day. And then his quote is, "If you're, you're either winning or you're learning. So he lost to Nate Diaz, and he actually applied everything that happened in that fight to his career, and then he came back and won the next time. Then he comes back against Eddie Alvarez, and he's even better than he was then. hes I don't even know how many fights this guy's going to have, but I really respect... I'm wearing a BJ Penn shirt right now. Mm-hmm. The knock-on BJ Penn was always brilliantly talented, known as the prodigy. Did not work as hard as he could have. He could be who Conor McGregor is right he now. He the big one. He, well, he beat Matt Hughes when nobody else could. Yeah. That okay. was that was his biggest win. Um you know who does Conor McGregor better than Conor McGregor? Who? Floyd
1: Mayweather. <laughs> it's the same conversation, except Floyd's undefeated. I know he's had some dummy
0: opponents, but it's the same thing. Yeah, you're right. Conor, though, for whatever reason, and I don't know if it's I don't know if it's a racial thing, but Conor is loved for what he does, and Floyd is hated for what he does.
1: It could be. Also, Conor has red panty night.
0: <laughs> that, so. That's true. And Floyd has never done no. put on the red panties, babe. We yeah. made it. What a great marketing, voice. <laughs> Love it. Do you watch his
1: fights? Nope. I have not watched UFC in years. Okay. And I was a big fan of the Ultimate Fighter and things like that, but I definitely fallen off. Hey, how do I have time to watch it? I literally <laughs> that's just true. Watched, you ready for this? Since Sunday morning, okay? Father, full time worker. I just watched twelve hours of pro wrestling in what three days?
0: Yeah, that's a lot.
1: I'm out of time, Ron. You're right. I don't have time to sleep. I woke, <laughs> I woke up today at 5 a.m. to watch the ECW Unauthorized Roundtable Discussion. I woke up early before work to watch it. So I couldn't even watch Conor McGregor. You have to see if I wanted to.
0: Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up. Joe Lafferty introduced the idea of a topic on the show called What Are You Watching? I think it's a great idea because as much as we're all watching 100 hours a week of the current product, there's always something else you have your eye on. So... Laugh! I'm going to ask you, what are you watching?
2: The ECW show that Paul just mentioned was awesome. (laughs) What a great show! I wanted more. I felt that it was quick, almost rushed, and then shut down at the end. I wanted a second, third, fourth, tenth part
1: to it. You could see the edits too. They were they were cutting things off
2: to keep it seamless.
0: Oh, so it wasn't alive? No. Okay, that's that's what I assumed it was. Kind of it's like a talking smack. type.
2: Corey emceed it. Paul Heyman gave the intro. Bubba came out next. Then it was Taz, and then it was Devon and Dreamer. It was done so well. The stories, I felt like I was there. We <laughs> were there, the three of us. Paul talked about videotaping ECW in the a.m. while you were sleeping getting ready for school <laughs> i have vivid memories in 95 of it coming on actually around dinner time 6 p.m. sports
1: channel philadelphia 45, <laughs> which wow, Heyman
2: talked about yep i had to record it yep because i was at driver's ed <laughs> yep and who was the guy that... Lance Russell? Was he the guy that... Lance
1: saw, Russell's USWA, dude. Ah. You know there I
0: mean?
1: <laughs> so was some guy Lance, Lance that's Lance Wright. Lance Wright. And that
0: he was actually WWF
2: contrasted for a, a minute. He was in that 97 feud where they were doing
0: the crossover stuff. You're thinking of Alex Wright. Das King. Das
2: King. But if you haven't seen it, go out and watch the yeah. ECW show. It was, wasn't was easy to find on the network. Really? I don't think their search box is very good.
1: It's not, you <laughs> It's <that>. not. <laughs> Whenever they release something new, just go to recommend it. And it's usually okay. right there. That's I found it. Interesting that you say that. Um, as I'm watching it at five a.m., with you know, um, <laughs> a good buddy of mine texted me and said, "Have you seen the new documentary that they released?" And I am—I st- could watch wrestling documentaries from now until the end of time. I love
2: them. I agree. And
1: yeah. I said no. And I and I and I and I—there's a dearth of their of their documentaries on the network. And he said it's the ECW, OMG Top 50 Moments, which they advertised during this thing. And I could not find it. Hmm. My buddy actually Googled how to find it and sent it to me. <laughs> then he sent me the link to another website um wwedvdnews.com and it was an interesting article there is like controversy in that when the network was originally loaded there were a ton of documentaries which they had since pulled and then they were putting up old documentaries and then ripping the content out so the eric bischoff documentary that they just put up there was like a hash job of what they had done a couple years ago Hmm. and there was all this like conjecture as to what's going on long story short this documentary, the LMG 50 Moments, was on there. It was supposed to be a three-volume deal, and they like never finished it. They put it back up there. It's two hours and 18 minutes. So that is what I'm going to be rushing him to watch on Thanksgiving morning. Um, <laughs> it, it's a, my buddy said it was a very, very well-done documentary. He said it was better than the roundtable discussion from wow. the ECW fix. So, hey, man, I, I've seen all the documentaries of ECW, so I, I can't wait to go check that out. <laughs> I can send you the video to how to find it because I, I looked for it and I said "I, I dude there's no yeah th- some of their stuff is hidden
0: that's so, weird yeah you would think they'd be trying to well I guess not I guess they don't really care they don't need to promote man they have so much content they don't care what you're you'll find something eventually yep, if yeah. you're and they'll
2: the blame it on the person that built the platform yeah. which I think it's the MLB network
0: yeah I haven't seen it yet uh, I broke my MacBook last night which is why we don't have video tonight uh.
2: Uh, Rod, get your popcorn ready. <laughs> it's that good. It's that good. I might watch it again tonight. I heard Dreamer was even getting emotional
1: uh, on the show. You don't say. <laughs> and, and you know what? They did a close up, and Paul was crying, and it wasn't. Paulie because. and Dreamer
2: were crying, yeah.
1: And I mean, and, and Dreamer didn't say this, but I was thinking it. Like, he said that ECW gave him everything. Yeah, he met his wife in ECW. He has his twins. Who, by the way, here's your FYI for the day. <laughs> his twins were on the Sopranos. Really? His twin daughters. Yeah. They were, oh, man, I forget which character. I want to say Tony Soprano's brother-in-law, and I forget his name. But they had twin daughters, and they were dreamers, real-life little girls. Mm. So, I mean, yeah, man. I mean, those guys do not exist without ECW. And like you said, man, we lived it. We we, we sat front row, well, quite literally to, to all the... Trials, travails, and tribulations But it was really well done Go out of your way to check it out
0: Yeah, and whether people do the chant properly or not The fact <sighs> that people still are mentioning ECW Tells you it was it, eight years that existed? Seven Seven years? Yeah,
1: 893 to 2001
0: um, seven and a half. Yeah, so between seven and eight years it existed And now what? 15 years later, people still care about it. Yeah. It still resonates with people.
2: And at that table, there was a brotherhood. Mm-hmm. They enjoyed telling their stories. They were laughing, crying. It was great. Yeah, the one line that I recall from the promo they did for it was Bubba Ray
0: saying, There are two kinds of people people who are jealous, what did he say? They were jealous that they weren't in ECW, and people who are really, really <laughs> effing jealous <laughs> that they were in ECW, uh, which I thought was
2: awesome because it's probably true. Bubba, like that was Bubba gives great insight. It's done very well. He does. Uh, is there anything else you're watching? There's two, there's two other things I okay. wanted to mention, and Bubba's one of them. That barely legal, uh, we, we videotaped, we recorded the ECW shows, <clears throat> we went down to the famous arena, and when that pay-per-view finally happened, I was proud and I felt to be a part of it. The Dudleys against the Eliminators, I love that match. <laughs> uh, Alexa Bliss does that uh, spinning body, the twisted body, the twisted yeah. body press now off the top. The Eliminators did that in sync. And the, the emotion, the spots, I watch that match a lot. <laughs> I watch that match a lot. Go back and, and give Barely Legal a, a, another look. It's definitely worth it. And the third thing is angle and tass.
1: Mm. Rumble 2000? Yeah. Uh, Was that that early? It was Royal Rumble 2000. He signed in September 99 because he lost the title in the three way to Masada Tanaka and uh, Mike Awesome
2: at the Anarchy Rules. Do you remember the date? September 1st. Taz's entrance, I, entrance be awful now, probably, yeah. has been mentioned with the towel. And back to the UFC for mm-hmm. a brief moment. Mm-hmm. By standing still, wouldn't you conserve energy for the fight instead of jumping around like, like, like a lunatic?
1: It's all for show, man. <laughs> it's all for show. I was also a guy who stepped to the plate and didn't waggle my bat. I mean, it's, it's all for show and intimidation. Yo, Taz was intimidating enough just standing there. With, you know, sticking out his lower lip.
2: I love his podcast. I listen every day. This match with Angle, his debut, we knew it was coming. The screen at the garden, it was the small screen. Yep.
1: That classic garden entrance, that classic entrance, like WrestleMania 10. And Taz always talks about that he was so nervous. And I want to, like, shake him by his lapels. Brother, what did you have to be nervous about? we knew you were coming, everybody, like the, the place blew up, the roof blew off when he came out. People knew who he was, they reacted to him. For me, there was never any doubt that they would. I, I, we, again, we knew he was coming out, he was the mystery opponent. I don't know how he could have ever doubted himself. Um, I think a lot of like artists do doubt themselves, but man, that was awesome, and I do remember that very well.
0: There seems to be a lot of insecurity when it comes to pro wrestlers. Sure. A lot of it. Like, a a lot of the, like the, if you watch Triple H in the, uh, the name is escaping me now, the Bret Hart documentary Mm -hmm. during the Screwjob, like, Triple H acting like, hey, I have no idea, there's, like, this weird insecurity where they all need, like, I need to, I need people to think I'm the best. I need people to know I'm the best. I need to be told I'm the best. It's, and I, but like you said that's, there, that's the thing with being an artist it's the thing with being a performer mm-hmm. you're putting yourself out there that's like a very vulnerable position to be put in uh, so I can see that but like you said I, there's nobody really that had that that same kind of look as Taz
1: I, I'm going to go on a little here and, and I know that there's probably nobody else in the world that's going to agree with me
0: uh-huh.
1: and I've thought this for years and I've turned it over in my head a million million times and I'm, I'm still going to say it out loud I legitimately think that Taz could have been WWF champion, and I think he would have done well. Now, I'm not going to talk about gate receipts and um, you know things like that and whether or not it would have drawn. Number one, in the year 2000, the champion wasn't drawing. The brand by that point was drawing. WWF, the touring brand, was drawing. Same thing today. Okay, very rarely do you have a champion where you go to see. It's not like the 70s and the 80s. Yeah. Um, Taz, number two. You look at Taz and ECW, all right? Um, I was just reading an old Observer newsletter, and a guy had written in saying, um, he, he was asking Dave Meltzer about the legitimate tough guys in wrestling. And I think he asked about uh, Steve Williams, he asked about Taz, Ken Shamrock, and maybe Terry Bam Bam Gordy. And, and again, this is a 99, when this kind of image was actually still more protected, even though everything else was being exposed. And Meltzer wrote back that Taz was a product of, of Paul Heyman. He was creation that, while well, he had the legitimate judo background and whatnot, he wasn't necessarily um, a badass, for lack of a better term. I remember being eighteen years old <laughs> and thinking that Taz was a legit shooter, because here's the classic. What is the classic cliche of Paul Heyman? What made him brilliant as a booker? What's the phrase that everybody says? What is it? What did he do for Public Enemy? It's the most it classic example at nine one one. He could he could hide. They're looking at me like i got three heads. He had the weaknesses, uh. and he could, he could augment the, their strengths. So, I guess he hid the weakness of Taz's height, I don't know. But, I'll tell you what, man. Bam Bam Bigelow took bumps for him, took t two suplexes over guardrails, <laughs> and it, it did wonders for him. He tapped out Paul Varlins, which if you know the story behind that, Paul Varlins was a legit shoot fighter. You know, they had, the, you know, Perry sat and knocked him out with a kick to the back of the head and Taz finished him off. True story. <laughs> I, Again, I know that I sound like an ECW apologist. Um, I I feel bad that when Taz got to the WWF by that point, he was banged up. His career was only two years, maybe a year and a half. By 2002, he was done because of his neck. I truly think that if McMahon, he never would have listened, but if they played the cards right, they could have put the belt on him easily, and he would have done well with it. And Taz also cut one of my top five favorite promos of all time, in the build-up to the Sabu match before Barely Legal. And all he did was he looked up close to the screen and he screamed, Sabu?
0: Pregnant pause.
1: I'm going to choke you out. (laughs) See you on the 13th.
0: (laughs) So like you said, the understatement can be more than enough sometimes. Sometimes less is more. It's
1: the space between the notes, Ron.
0: I like that. Yep. Laugh. Good, good WWF champion if they had given him that opportunity?
2: I don't think so. No? As much as I like Taz, I don't think so. Have you guys had this disagreement before? Or is this a, We have. Not, okay. And Paul made the comment, and I can't believe I'm going to do this, <laughs> but I'm going to agree with Kevin Nash. Wow. Oh boy. <laughs> now, please understand that I don't like him. <laughs> He's <laughs> only biggest fan, dude. But I'm going to agree with Kevin Nash. Nobody
1: can like Kevin Ma- Nash more than Kevin Nash likes Kevin
0: Nash. Impossible. Kevin
2: Nash made a comment somewhere, sometime, that if we are in the airport, we should recognize the champion. Now, Taz is the three of us put together plus one more. It's very thick. I think Taz is our height. Maybe even a, a little shorter. I want to walk through the airport and know the champion. Yes, I'm agreeing with Kevin Nash. I'm I'm sorry.
1: You would say none of this to his face, to Taz's face. I would
2: never. Exactly.
1: <laughs> See, he does have that it. It's different. My buddy saw him squatting up in State College. Five, I think he said it was... Uh, 545 on the bar and Taz was repping it. He said his his legs were like were like were like cinder blocks stacked. Taz had it. I I I, I think that it factor I I get what you're saying, but
2: that quiet charisma, the suplexes, I believe he likes to call them, refer to them as throws. The stuff he did with Bam Bam, that lead up to Sabu. I, I told you what I'm watching right now. The match with Angle. I love Taz. I don't have him on my list of people that should have been champion. Could have been, definitely.
0: Now you, you're you wrong. yeah. Now, laugh, you said you agree with the Kevin Nash statement that the champion should be recognizable in an airport. Uh, now, I know you have made this comment to me before about Kevin Nash being the worst drawing champion in WWF history. So, where where do you reconcile those two things? Good would call, you Rod. Would you say Kevin Nash? It would not have been a recognizable champion in an airport, or he would have been, and people just. Didn't want to pay to see him.
2: Nash stunk in the ring, <laughs> so he was recognizable. He just wasn't a draw. Right. Okay. <laughs> I the Mount Rushmore discussion that we all love and we all had. <laughs> most of my guys were short.
0: I feel like that—that's how I am too. It's what I more more so gravitate towards.
2: Um, and we talked about Survivor Series and SmackDown with AJ Styles taking these nasty bumps. I've noticed lately, I've caught myself, wow, look how short he is. I've noticed it, and I'm noticing it now more than ever.
1: You you just talked about the greatness of, you know, mid-'90s ECW and was on Sports Channel Philadelphia. Don't you remember those Taz pro... Even the evolution from Tasmaniac to Taz, when he broke his neck, he comes back. He does commentary with Joey Styles, big fat lipper in, Peter Sinertia. totally changes the gimmick like like that. You, how can you say that now, having seen his full body of work? He he was so good.
2: I couldn't wait for the match with Sabu. I love his stuff. I don't have him on that list right. of WWE champions.
1: Okay. <laughs> look, look, Hunter never would have bumped for him like he should have. <laughs> Let's just put it out there. But uh, I think you know, with the marketing genius that is Vince McMahon, it could have worked. Vince McMahon also had booked Rey Mysterio's world title loss before he even put the strap on him and 06 So
0: another thing to, to your point earlier that WWF was drawing, not necessarily the champion. Exactly. That if there was ever a time to take a chance on an unconventional champion, that was the time. Boston because that would have. Yeah. That wouldn't have made as much of a difference at that time.
1: The, there was um, a SmackDown taping in Philadelphia, and I was trying to get things straight in my head on my way over here. I can't remember if it was 99 or 2000. And I want to say the match was Tommy Dreamer versus Triple H. And it was such a great TV moment. Again, it wasn't necessarily a great match. we talk about wrestling being moments. And I want to say the Taz somehow got involved in that match. I could be totally making this up. But I remember the reaction of the crowd, and they never went with it. Again, because Dreamers love the stigma with, you know, he was an ECW roster member. Um, it, you know, it's great. They romanticize ECW when they want, but they're always very quick to kind of be like, well, remember, it was only ECW when, you know, people start to put it over as yeah. something that heavily influenced the WWE product. Mm-hmm. They, they,
2: you know. Uh, <laughs> to, to loop system. to loop it all back, if I may, to the roundtable discussion with ECW, the gentleman at that table, I give them. More credit for the attitude era yeah, definitely. than Michaels, Austin, or Bischoff. Right. Yeah, you've said that for a
0: while. Right. You believe that, and I don't. There's really not even much of an argument against it. Nope. Um, we have a couple minutes left. Last thing I want to get to, and this is kind of a thing I bring up a lot. We talked before the show about the bump AJ Styles took at Survivor Series with Braun Strowman, the bump he took off the ladder going outside the ring and on the ring apron. X-Pac tweeted about it. Uh, On Tuesday night Saying guys I'm seeing a few too many bumps like this Take it easy And I almost on a weekly basis Am on this show ranting about the Michinoku driver And things like that Where the back of a guy's head and neck Are put directly in danger For a company that Is so conscious about concussions And neck injuries With the, 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 the run of them They've had over their history It amazes me that the curb stomp Would be outlawed and moves like that are allowed. Sometimes, I don't know, do, do you guys agree with me that a lot of these bumps, the head, the neck, are way too exposed?
1: The nuka driver, when done properly, is just a fat, a f- a flat back bump. Um, but, yeah, when you get tired or sloppy or the guy's slippery, if you don't get that rotation, you're going to graze. And, and um that actually just happened to an NXT, it happened to uh, Hideo Natami on NXT, mm-hmm. on the spinning power slam. Uh, the guy did it sloppily, though. so if you think when the Goldust does that power slam. Um, if you don't protect that head, and that can happen, that actually happened to me when I was learning on an arm drag. Um, there's got to be tremendous kind of synergy between the guys doing it. Um, I think the curb stomp, I, I know the curb stomp was banned again. Um. As a response to the future litigious stuff that's coming at them with the concussions. Mm-hmm. I also think that there's kind of like a, a gang-related nomenclature to the concept of the name of the move. A curb stomp is, you know, Ed Norton, American History X. My
0: argument then is why is Roman Reigns allowed to do something called the drive-by?
1: Because
0: he's been saying, <laughs> "Come on, Ron. The rules don't apply to Vince." But that—that's my point. Is like I don't like that they pick and choose these things. Like, if you want to keep guys safe, keep guys well, safe. Well, then you
1: know what, dude? Find the new hot bocce ball <laughs> or hopscotch because they play favorites. I mean, you're also talking about. Everybody's favorite, Randy Orton. He's got, like, nine drug uh, failures. (laughs)
2: Yeah, he does.
0: (laughs) You can't, you know. um,
2: But does that Garvin Stompo so well?
0: (laughs) uh, You love love the Garvin Stompo. So much that you shouted it out. Of
1: all the moves. Yeah, the Michinoku Driver, um, they do a lot of Falcon Arrows now. And I want you to pay attention. Mm -hmm. The Falcon Arrow and the Michinoku Driver are the only two legitimate moves that Michael Cole calls. He thinks he's like Joey Styles circa 96. (laughs) He's like, oh, there's a falcon arrow. I'm like, can you tell me the other name of that movie? I was also called The Orange Crusher. What a maneuver.
0: Yeah, what
1: a maneuver. Vince of the headset, right?
0: Yeah. Either one of you have anything you want to say before we get out of here?
1: It's Thanksgiving.
0: It is Thanksgiving.
1: To quote a famous wrestler who's very good, um, probably one of the best, never got his just due. I hope that you all rock and roll, strut and stroll from Boston to Austin to Maine to
0: Spain. <laughs> do you know who said that? Hmm. Yeah, I don't either. Hmm. Who said it? Marty Jannetty. <laughs> where, do, where does he fall for you all time? He's my, num- he's my number five. Number five. So he's number just five. off the Rushmore, but he's in the top he five. He's number five. Where does Marty Jannetty fall for you, lad? Watch it.
2: Marty? <laughs> March Matt Madness can't get here fast (laughs) enough. Oh, Oh, those bracket busters this year. I'm going to
0: end shoot the half before it even gets off the ground.
2: (laughs) But I'd like to wish everybody a happy Thanksgiving also, non-commercial holiday. Enjoy it with your family and friends and thank you to everybody for listening. Yes,
0: I would echo those sentiments. Thanksgiving, one of the most enjoyable holidays of the year. It's all about eating and watching TV for the most part. You can't get much better than that. Uh, hopefully you guys will be tuning in when we actually start launching these shows with regularity. Shoot the half will be coming very soon. We will keep you posted. So that's the show for tonight. For Paul Carboni, for Joe Lafferty, I am Ron Paschery, and we will see you next time. Hop on the top rope, about to land elbow. Got him now, put him down right now, hit him with the palm handle. Tuning up the band. Y'all don't understand. Fist a Superman. It's a Summer Slam. Here we go again. Fans market man. Man, I hate my balls. Shut the Vince McMahon. It ain't shake the land. Off the cell. Fans love it. Ain't hard to tell. Talking madness. Awesome. Well, what I'm cooking, man. Y'all off the smell.